Welcome to Brew Success Radio, the podcast that brings you the most up-to-date information on training, nutrition, lifestyle and business with your host, Helda Barroso. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Breed Success Radio podcast. Today, I'm really excited to have with us a good friend of mine, Mohamed Boziz. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Mohamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to have Mohamed on the podcast for a while. There's been there's so much we can talk about. Mohamed's uh, knowledge is so vast, um, and we could talk a, a lot about different things. I did want to do a podcast with Mohamed a while back when he was fasting from Ramadan and he, he was doing things probably different from most people that I've seen around the Ramadan uh, time of the year, but we couldn't get that time done. So hopefully next year we can do that. But we're here to talk about other things today. But before we get going, I'd like to introduce Mohammed to yourself, let him tell you a little bit more about himself, and then we'll go from there. Mohammed, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah. Thanks, Helda. Um, first of all, very grateful to be here. Pleasure. Um, all praises to God, and hopefully we can start with an intention um, to say that, you know, we hope we can be inspired in this moment to speak truth and um, to, to, to give people as much value um, and insight into my truth and the human truth and whatever that may be. So that's a very deep topic to begin with, but ultimately it's very hard for me to define who I am because I'm still in pursuit and trying to figure all of this out. Mm. Thus far, um, I would I would say I'm a, I'm a human being first and foremost in a, in a spirit, but I've had a lot of experience in in my nearly thirty years now um, around the world, working and and participating in the human experience. You know, from a, a young boy born in North Africa, emigrating to Europe uh, with my uh, North African parents and being immersed in a completely different culture, a new culture, and even my family and my friends at a short notice, and then learning multiple languages and going through a lot of rewiring from such a young age. So this is why I, I, would, I would say I'm a nomad at, at this age, because I'm, I've been conditioned to constantly be receptive to change. And, and throughout that experience, I've gone to uni and I've I've worked in, in, in men's tailoring and I've, and I've had a passion in music and sport. Um, I've qualified and I have education in multiple dif- disciplines from, from physiology, nutrition. Um, you know, I, I'm very passionate about not health, but well-being. And um, I'm on a journey to, to, to help myself serve the human community as, as best as I can before I end up on the other side. So that's that's what, what I'm on right now. And some people might say I'm a I'm a therapist, some people might call me a coach. Um and you know, I just say I'm a human with with a lot of experience and a lot of uh, knowledge, but I know that my knowledge is 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 a drop in the ocean of, of, of true knowledge. And um I'm constantly in pursuit of Love. discovering more. And, and learning more. So yeah, um, today I'm, I'm, I find myself uh, in a really good positive vibe. So hopefully we can share whatever flows naturally at, at this conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. So the reason I wanted to um, have you on a podcast ASAP is because this week, mainly this week, you always post a lot of amazing information on your social media platforms anyway. But mainly this week, You've been talking about a lot of things that resonate very well with me. Yeah. Um, I very much look at life in a very similar way to you do, to the way you do. And there was a lot of truth that were being told on your yeah. stories, on your posts. And on, on the other side, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, you know what? I totally agree with you in every aspect of everything that you're saying. Yeah. Um, but I just don't see the world looking at it that They don't look at it that way. Yeah. You know, I work with people every day, everyday people. People would have to look at the world the way me and you look at the world. Mm. Um, and, you know, I try and educate people in, in terms of the well-being 
of the human race as much as I possibly can to try and improve their lifestyle, to try and improve their lifespan, the quality of life instead, more than just lifespan, right? Which is what, unfortunately, we're living in the world. It's just how long can we live? How many meds can we take? Uh, you know, the usual, right? Yeah. But you and, my, you and I don't look at it that way. So I sometimes sit there and I knock my head against the wall as to how do people do not understand yeah. the, ba- the basics of being human and being healthy and well? Yeah. Um, and to the, you, you, you go a lot deeper into it in your posts. The way you put things across, the way you speak, the, you, the words you write are very deep. And I like that. But I don't know how the, the world would see that from an outside point of view. And I wanted to know your, your thoughts on that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've been over the last coming out of Ramadan. Ramadan, for me, especially over the last few years, um, has been kind of a very deep kind of spiritual cave for me, right? But it's not just a spiritual cave. It's more of a physiological cave where I put my body through, you know, uh, take my body through a transition. And it's, it's not just focusing on a spirituality of, of, of being, you know, worshipping. Uh, it's more about the physicality of it and, and optimising the fast and the nutrition and the, and the training um, and, and when I come out of that, I feel so whole and, 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 and simple and powerful coming out of, you know, 19 hours of dry fasting and having a really airtight kind of nutritional regime and, and a movement regime, etc. So the last kind of two, three weeks coming out of Ramadan, I, I, I was so immersed in the Ramadan experience and, and went so deep, deeper than I've ever gone. I found myself in this like phase and is in, in almost a brain fog because you know as you know I run my own business and I'm fortunate to to be able to to have the freedom to to kind of control my schedule you know coming out of Ramadan I felt really confused you know I didn't really know what was next because I was so focused on optimizing Ramadan mm. and my body was like oh it's back to feeding whereas it was so adapted to fasting you know and then you know you come into the celebration family food you know and it's like but because i live a certain way outside of ramadan ramadan is just like a it really is like a a deep retreat to my kind of yearly retreat i I always live and and kind of conduct my lifestyle in a way which is whole and balanced and conscious uh, to my eating and my training and my engagement with with the community and, and my family and myself and the creator there's a huge spiritual part of my, my living regardless. Um, so I was very quiet and confused. And then the last week I just had this sudden surge of clarity and I just started to really reflect deeper on, on, on all the, 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 excuse my French, the BS that I was observing on the social media. Yes. You know, how, how, how people just kind of, they go into this phase, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a focus on something, whether it's in the media or on the news or, you know, a global narrative um, a, a religious narrative, whatever, a ceremony or a ritual, and then they just go back to normal shit, and it's this kind of in and out mentality. Um, so I just went on a on a on a social rant and talking about ultimately the 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 things which I see day in day out with my clients and my patients, um, which I connect deeply with, and a lot of whom become friends like yourself. You know, we met, um, you know, we did some work together. Yeah, and and we found a lot a, a lot of common common ground in in philosophy, for sure. And and I respect a lot what you do because, unfortunately, in in the health industry, there's there's so many one dimensional, mm. kind of um, you know non holistic practitioners. Yes. Um, and people who just regurgitate information and 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 kind of give you know uniform plans to every Tom, Dick, and Harry they meet. Very common. So you know. My, my, my background really began, just to give the listeners a bit of a, just a, a one-on-one. You grew up wanting to become a medic and a doctor. Um, I didn't get into medical school. Um, so I, I went into university and studied uh, medical physiology with the intention of transitioning into medicine after my first year. In my first year of uni, I got really sick and I ended up in hospital for over three weeks. That experience led me to deciding that I no longer wanted to, 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 to work in mainstream medicine. Um, so I graduated 
at the time I was, you know, pursuing kind of, I was in sport and I was, you know, kind of working in retail and just having fun. I graduated, I, I then went into postgraduate study, exercise physiology and nutrition. and was going through a lot of issues in my own self and my traumas and, and my identity. So through that, I kind of had this taught and self-taught kind of upbringing in this, in this field. Um, I then went and traveled uh, in Thailand where I, I was kind of, I began, I began to understand the, 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 the holistic integration of, of, of healing. And I went into things like massage and clonic hydrotherapy and yoga and breath work and, you know, nature. And then I came back from this experience working in a resort and, and continued to qualify in alternative medicine, um, you know, fields of functional medicine. Now, because you're going to have to excuse my cats, right? Don't worry about that. Um, I don't have, I don't believe in kind of an, an, a linear orthodox educational um, development of a, of a physician, right? Yeah. My, 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 my path has been very non-linear and, and very sporadic to, to how I felt what I needed to learn at the time, which yeah. is kind of guided by my passion for, you know, multiple disciplines. Then I qualified in uh, colonic hydrotherapy and became a colonic hydrotherapist and working with the, the Association of Registered uh, Colonic Hydrotherapists, uh, which is a movement, you know, gut health, basically. Then I worked and qualified in, in, in and I, I don't like to use the word qualified, but whatever the hell that means. Yeah, I get it. Because alternative medicine and, and, and this industry is so unregulated. You, know, you can call yourself a nutritionist, but that doesn't mean anything. Absolutely. You know? Well, you can do yeah. nutrition course online nowadays, isn't it? Two days. Exactly. And call yourself a coach. And so, you know, my, my development as a practitioner was, was experiential. Um, every time I learned something, I'd practice it on myself, on others around me. I'd take clients and, I'd, and grow. And then I found a passion in physical therapy and, and the human body and, and, and movement and the spine and how that integrates with, 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 with the gut. But fundamentally, my passion lies in the gut, gut health, how that relates to immune health uh, and how that relates to optimal well-being. Uh, and now I'm more on, on a spiritual path because I recognize that without the spiritual kind of awareness and consciousness of the human being, the whole kind of physiological and social and psychological things which we develop have no direction or structure. Yeah. So I tie everything in now from a spiritual perspective and there is always a spiritual intention behind whatever you know, disciplines I, 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 I study and I practice. Yes. Um, so that leaves me in a very complex and very difficult, but yet simple paradigm. Mm. Because when I look at human beings, I can break them down in very simple kind of uh, elements, yes. a biological element or a physiological element, a psychological, a social and a spiritual element. And there are many tools that I have in my toolbox, which allows me to you know, transform and transition people from one state of being to another. Mm. Um, so that's why when I look at one dimensional nutritionists who call themselves experts um, and they work in with calories and macros to, to influence people who are kind of guided and inspired by a, an industry which is more aesthetic and outwardly material and yeah. not deep inner um, cellular or spiritual, I get really annoyed. Yes, because it's more complex than just six pack abs and, and, you know, bench pressing a certain type of weight. It's about it's more complex than that. Well-being health is, is, is a different thing from looking good, but a little bit of body fat. OK, um, and I, I totally get your your outlook on, on life. That's how I live my life. You know, I don't live my life. I have done in the past, you know, as, a, as a bodybuilder. Back in the day, it was all about macros. It was all about, you know, making sure I get those carbs and the protein. And, you know, and it, it, to a certain extent, even now, it's in me and I kind of still do it. Um, but it's a lot more control with a view now of not just, I don't, I don't, I'm not bothered about just looking good. Yeah. I want to perform. I want yeah. to be healthy. I want to live longer. So my paradigm has shifted a long time ago yeah. from, looking I want to look amazing and I want to be as healthy as I possibly can and live a long lifespan right so the the, the problem that, that I see is that 
to try and push this well-being health onto the general population when they come for example to see someone like myself or someone like yourself and they'll say to you which i've seen in your stories this week uh things such as how do i have better relationship with my my partners how do i improve my gut health how do i lose weight you know how do i manage stress um can i take this can i take that the question is always a pretty much straightforward question right it's like how do i get this yeah how do i get this and they don't want you and they don't want me to say to them well you don't just get this yeah i'm not going to give you i'm not going to give you a supplement i'm not going to give you a diet plan i'm not going to give you a a, a workout regime that's going to fix all of those problems yeah we need to go back to basics we need to be focusing on sleep we need to focus on your on your digestive health improving your immune system breathing techniques all of these things that we you talk about on a regular basis right however it's not pretty and people are not willing to do this stuff okay so i totally get where you're coming from and i have a battle on a daily basis with people that i work with to try and fix those basics that are free of charge yeah 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 it, it is probably as a coach it's probably the hardest thing to fix because all that people want to care about is well i i have lost two pounds this week why not yeah yeah so does that how how do we work around this moment you know what you have to understand how people have been conditioned right they've been conditioned through this mainstream medical model the allopathic model which always is is a kind of problem solution kind of narrative right yes you have pain you take this you have this issue you take that and people have been used in con- and have been conditioned to this method of, of treating problems, right? Instead of problem solving and, and being proactive um, and preventative, they are reactive, right? So the bi- people are busy trying to achieve something in life. They're trying to do, trying to go from A to B. Yeah. Um, they're so driven and so motivated in whatever whatever career path they choose, and life is always about. It's it's uh, and and this is. You know, fundamentally, what I'm here to do is answer three very simple questions. Who am I and why am I here? Why did I come from? Where did I come from? And where am I going? Right? I'm not lost and my ego isn't lost in trying to, you know, prove anything to anyone other than figure out what my purpose is. So people, they just, they're born, they go to school and they get a job. And then, and, and they're just passively just going through this human experience, you know, preparing and, 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 and rewarding, them, rewarding themselves emotionally with stuff, um, which again has been conditioned into them to, 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 to kind of almost create this, this reward-based system of, all right, if I get stuff and I buy stuff and I earn stuff, I become happy. And, and it's always about the next thing. Where do I go? Where am I going? This schedule is planning, this organizing, this, you know, having a clear direction of what am I going to achieve? Hmm. What, and, and, it's all, and it all goes back down to childhood. You know, it all goes back down to our formative years when we are programmed as humans to by our kind of carers to, to guide us because we come into this world through our mothers and then we are nurtured, if we're lucky, by our mothers and our fathers, and then we, we, we are set, right? Now, in that kind of micro zero to seven years, if things have, are, are kind of, they go wrong, and there isn't the, the certain type of, you know, the right type of neural development and behavioral development and social interaction, then our life journey becomes kind of tampered and skewed in, in a way which might not be deemed functional and optimal to whatever society deems it to be. Hmm. So this is why we have so much disease is because we have a really bad start to life, you know, um, because our parents and, and their parents, you know, were given a certain type of narrative that they needed to follow. So for me, it was about breaking that and trying to figure out life based on, you know, what the elders taught, but also what I wanted. And, and so, so many people live their lives trying to please everybody other than themselves. And this is why they fall into a spiral of disease because when, when they ask them qu- the questions of who am I and where am I going, there's so much confusion, mm. you know, and if there's a confusion on, on, you know, on a spiritual level, because I believe, you know, we are 
partly physical animal, partly spiritual higher beings, you know, then that electricity and that spiritual circuitry, the soul, which gels the whole physical elements together and organs together, you know, you don't have clarity. Yeah. And then the system which you outsource your trust to for direction, they don't really have your best interest at heart either because they're not teaching you and empowering you how to live your life. They're saying, do whatever you want to do. And if you have problems, come to us and we'll give you a quick fix solution. Yes. You know? But so this is where people will really save a lot of time. The solution is to, to always seek knowledge and guidance from those who have more experience and, and, and more insight. And, and, and having the humility to look outside of yourself and seek guidance outside of yourself. That's, for me, that's the solution. Hmm. You know, I, I dedicate, you dedicate your life to this, right? I've, I've dedicated the last 10, 12 years of my life to this. And I've recognized that the years before that were all a, a, a preparation for this. Yes. You know, it's a destiny, right? So the solution isn't to try and run it yourself. It's to go and, and, and surround yourself with, with elders and, and people with knowledge and wisdom and experience who can save you time and energy. Yes, there has to be an energy exchange. Yes, you have to pay money. Yes, to have you make some sacrifices. Yeah, but in the long run, you know, this is why there are people who are professional in, in their field. Yeah, absolutely. Because they've dedicated themselves. You go and seek knowledge. You know, this is in every discipline. You seek knowledge and you'll save yourself years uh, worth of, of, of time wasting. Um, people are not ready to do that. No. Right. But then the next question is, let's say you've got a person who goes, all right, you know what, Mohammed and Helder, I agree. I'm not going to try and figure this out now and go on Google because there's so much conflicting information and, mm. you know, there's, there's all these studies and, you know, we spend time trying to break this down and, and turn it into measurable and actionable intervention for our clients, whether we, we consult them privately or we give information out for free on the social yes. platform. Yes. Somebody says, all right, hell, I get it. I'm going to come for you to advice or I'm going to go seek advice. The next problem we face is people who are in the position of giving advice and, and they are in, in the position of authority as coaches, as physicians, as practitioners. Not everybody's on an even playing field. No. Not everybody has got the experience or the knowledge or the wisdom. No. You know, not everybody is who they claim they, they are. So now it goes down to, all right, when we realize we have to outsource ourselves to interacting and, and working alongside somebody, not getting them to do everything for us, but for them to empower us and educate us. 100%. Right. Now it goes, who do I trust? Yes. And, and this is where I've been ranting on social media recently, because there's a lot of so-called people who claim to be experts and know their shit, but they don't. Mm. You know, they have a very skewed understanding of a very small subject. Um, and, and the fact that they claim expertise in it is, is, is insane. Yeah. Right. I don't understand it. Like you said, it's not regulated. So they can, they can say what they like. Yeah. You know, so that's the, the challenge in, in this industry is a understanding that you have to outsource to somebody who's dedicated themselves to figuring this shit out and B making sure that when you do outsource it, you're, you're working with some, somebody who has the experience and the wisdom, not just the knowledge. Absolutely. Because knowledge is, is vast. Everybody can do a CPD course. You know, I saw it 10 years ago, right? Eight years ago when I was studying and, and kind of initiating my journey into sports nutrition and physiology. There was all these people who were geeky and smart and read papers and, and knew their shit when it came to, you know, muscle building or fat loss or, you know, intermittent fasting. But they had no, no, no human skills. Yes. Right. They had no life experience. They didn't know how to make someone feel good. Yeah. You know, and ultimately, it, and this is where the environment is, is really important. Um, and nurturing the right environment around you yeah. is what can really dictate how you progress in life. Yes. Um, and I'll just, before going and kind of going off on a tangent, I would, I would you know, uh, define this environment in, in, in two ways, the micro, the macro, the internal environment and the external environment. And, and this is where I'm, one of my fascinations lies in the microbiome, right? And, and the more I've studied health and gut health and performance, you know, I've, I've become more fascinated in the human microbiome or the universal microbiome, you know, this, this cosmic kind of uh, uh, space where we're constantly interacting with 
other people, with ourselves, with, with energies, with bacteria and, and fungi and all of these things. And that for me, if you're not dealing with the microbiome as a practitioner of health, if you don't understand what the microbiome is, then I, I believe that whatever nutrition, sports, performance, health, industry or, 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 or kind of speciality you're in, you're never really going to have the, the, the overview. It's, of, it's never going to be optimized, is it? Because it doesn't matter how much protein you eat, how much of this you eat, how much of that you do. If your body's not absorbing that, if you're not getting those minerals, those vitamins in your body because your gut, your gut is not working efficiently, then potentially there's a, a, a big gap there that we are missing out on. It's all about, this is where I'm not really interested in knowledge. I'm, I'm interested in wisdom. Yes. I'm, I'm interested in knowing and having a conscious awareness of the bigger picture. Yeah. And then filling in the gaps. Hmm. Instead of focusing on a very small part of that and, and basing my life and, 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 my, and my, my philosophy on just a small part of life. Hmm. So I was never fascinated or, or never intended to be a specialist in anything. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's always being, you know, and one of my mentors, and I've had many, been blessed to have many mentors and teachers and, and, and guides and friends and people who have developed me. Um, and I've humbly seeked counsel and, and help and, and engaged people who have had more life experience than me. So they can pass that on to me and it saves me time trying to figure it out so I can spend more time exploring other stuff. Absolutely. Why would I want to spend 20 years trying to figure something out that somebody else has already figured out? 100%. Because that's a waste of life. Yeah. So, you know, part of health and healing and optimal well-being is life force. And preserving life force um, is, is important. Most people struggle so much in the realm of generating life force, generating energy. You know, people are so stuck in... In, in, in brain fog and insomnia and in poor digestion and, 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 and in depression and anxiety, everything is going wrong physiologically and spiritually. They haven't got the right mechanisms intracellularly to be able to create energy, mm. let alone preserve it, you know? So he health for me really is about energy, yeah. is about creativity, is about, it's not about health. This is another thing in the industry. Everyone's like, oh, I want to be healthy. Yeah, but, and then what? What does, what does healthy mean? What, 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 what's health? You know, health is just a, it, it's just a means. Yeah. When you get healthy, then you're at a foundation where you're able to serve. Absolutely. You're able to share. You're able to, to provide and, and, and serve outside of yourself. It's not about you. Mm. People is, oh, I'm, I've got this goal and that goal. I want to achieve this and achieve that. For what? It's never, one of the things I learned was it's never about me. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's health. I want to achieve a state of health and well-being. So now I can start to influence people around me in my environment. 100%. It, people are so stuck in the mindset, I've oh, got to get healthy. Then they don't get healthy. No. Because health is not the end goal. Yeah. Health is just the starting point. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. When you're healthy, then you can start to play and run around and climb mountains and, and, and help your partner and, and serve your mother and your grandma. 100%. Play with yeah. the kids. That's health. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so people at the industry, again, you know, I, I get really frustrated because we have an industry and, you know, even the alternative industry and, and, and functional medicine and people are so stuck in trying to make people healthy. They forget that health isn't the end point. It's just the beginning. That's the start. It's the start. So, yeah, I'm, I don't really have an, an issue with, with, with the layman or, or people that are uh, 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 kind of, almost like, you know, misguided, misguided or, 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 or unaware. Mm. The issue is not theirs. It's, there's not enough people around them trying to give them information. 100%. Yeah, 100%. But then it comes when you get, get to the bearers of that information, the custodians of that information and wisdom. Those mentors that you keep talking about. These people, so many of these people who have authority, they have clinics, they have, they're giving seminars, they're, 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 they're teaching, you know, kind of courses. Some of them haven't got it figured out. Yeah. You know, a lot of them haven't got it figured out. And, and the industry, unfortunately, even the health industry, you know, the supplement industry, all these people are, 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 are pushing a narrative which is not in the interest of the general public, the general population, people who can't afford to pay for certain type of services. 
Absolutely. You know? um, they can't afford to pay for a, a stool test mm. or, or a saliva test. You know, so even the health in the, the 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 alternative health and wellness industry, I believe, is very skewed towards a certain percentage of people that can afford um, to to partake in these services. They can afford the mentorship and coming you, so that I can make this information and, and access to empowering people as easy and 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 as accessible as possible. That doesn't mean it's free. Absolutely. Yeah, because I've, I've spent shitloads of money and a lot of time figuring this out. Absolutely. There has to be a value exchange and a reciprocation of, of, of you know, respect. But I also don't believe that somebody's got to pay a couple of grand to figure out what's going on, mm. you know, because it's, it's really simple to see what's going on. Yeah. You know, it takes a 15-minute conversation for me to identify what, what why a client or a patient or a prospective client or patient is missing the point, you know, because I've gone through it. Yeah. I've made mistakes. We all have. So, yeah, it's, I don't really want to focus on, you know, what's the best thing for gut health? What's the there best is, thing for sleep? That's, it's pointless conversation. This whole, they're best for this, best for that, best for this. There is no best. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, there's a, there's a, there's a human being there, human being there. We have to look at that person individually and see, okay, what's happened in the past, what's going on now, where do you want to go? Just like you said, right? And then we'll try and work on that. But I'll, I want to give you, I want to put this into a little bit of a scenario, okay? Because it's all good and me and you understanding what we have to do ourselves. And I think me and you have got to that point now where we do. And we don't rely on supplements and drugs and, and we do focus on, on the basics to make sure that we are doing the right thing for us. But... You know, you'll have people knocking on your door. I'll have people knocking on my door. And the reason they're knocking on, on mine or your door is because they're in pain. Yeah. So in some way, shape or form, whether the pain is a, a psychological pain, a physical pain, uh, both maybe, they're in, they're in some kind of distress. Now, that distress, I'm not talking about that they, they're depressed, which they may be. It could just be that they're overweight and they don't like the way they look or... Mm. It could be that in your case, potentially they are depressed and and they not just depressed, but they're also physically in pain, which they'll go and see you, give me some cupping, give me some of this, give me some of this, which is they'll expect to be fixed tomorrow, right? If you see them. But my 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 scenario is this, yeah. Someone knocks on our door, we have got not just the knowledge, but we have got the the uh, experience, like you say, we've got we've we've done things ourselves and now we can try and, and and start digging into that person we can start saying okay this is what we're doing this is what we're doing one step at a time because we know changing habits doesn't happen like that yeah so a, a very depending on the person we're talking to is a very small step at a time or a very big step at a time yeah. but and again this this is i guess this is my my life my life as a coach is, is trying to find ways of mm. how can I get into this person's mind to make mm. them understand how important this is for them, mm. how important this is for them and their family and their children and their, and their wife and their husband, their mum and dad, like you keep saying, you know, not, it's, not, it's not about them. It's about them being healthy so they can start being the best version of themselves for everything around them, right? Mm. You, will start, you, you may start talking to them about Right, okay, we're gonna start with some physical work. However, mm. your immune system is lowered because your gut is not working. Yeah. Here's, here's what I think we need to be doing. Yeah. And they'll like they'll agree with you. Yeah, yeah, of course, Mohammed, I totally agree. I'm only gonna do that. How often do they actually do it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's and that's the question, right? And how do we get around that as as coaches, practitioners? How do we get around? Because Five to ten percent of people that we work with that are very committed, they may do it. But I'd say eighty percent are not going to do it. Yeah. And how frustrating from that is for me is very frustrating yeah, because yeah. I'm seeing so much that I can do, and yeah. I'm like, come on, open your eyes, right? Kind of thing. How do you work around that? Yeah. Again, very. This question has many layers to it. You know. It does, of course. What 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 I. What I believe in and I respect about myself is, is my genuine 
ability to connect and, and, and interact. That's why I don't really work online with people and I'm, I'm not really too fussed with trying to build an online client base or anything like that. Mm. You know, I've throughout the years of my clinical practice, as I've worked in clinics and, and done online work and physical work and I've coached, you know, professional athletes, um, the average Joe, children. What, what, what I think is unique about my practice is, is, is the genuine human connectivity, right? I connect with my patients. We don't even, you know, and you mentioned something just now about getting into their mind. For me, it's about getting to their heart, mm. right? I want to inspire what I feel in my heart and, and, and translate that into the conversation between myself and whoever I'm working with. So that obviously depends on gaining trust. Most people who are in pain have throughout their life, lives, somewhere down the line, lost trust with so many people, you know, and, and a big part of it is that emotional stress, you know, and again, something I'm fascinated and interested in massively is, is, is trauma and, and, and the, the emotional trauma, which we develop through our formative years um, through the bonds that we, 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 we have with our mothers and our, and our kind of um, um, kind of caregivers at such a young age. So it's really about when I, when I work with an adult, I'm, I'm looking at and analyzing the child in them, right? Because when I did that for myself, everything changed. Because we, 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 we put on this persona as, as adults because we think we have jobs and nice cars and nice suits and nice clobber, you know, we demand the sort of respect. It's, 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 when you look at the animal kingdom, it's fascinating. I, you know, I, I love cats, I've got animals, you know, and, and, I, and I observe my cats and I see this behavior, which is kind of synonymous to, to, to every primate, every mammal. We have basic needs, right? We have needs of certainty, uncertainty, needs for love and connection, needs for significance, we need to matter, right? So, you know, we have needs for growth and we have needs for contribution. These are kind of six basic human needs. So when I look at my, prospective client i break them down as to the basic primal animal spiritual nature that they they belong to whether they believe it or they don't whether they they, they gravitate towards that understanding or they don't what matters is how i can connect with them to the level where they can now under, start to understand themselves through me and because i've been through so much shit because i've lived in my 30 years i've, I've gone around the world and i've had so many different human experiences i've had so many relationships I've had so many jobs. I've had so many opportunities and, and interactions with the, with, the, with the microcosm. I'm able to now project that on my client and say, hey, I know you, I get you, because I've been there. I know how you feel. And, and, and once you are able to build that trust and connect energetically heart to heart, the guards start to drop. This, this ego, this persona, this, this individual who they, 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 they think they are, starts to slowly fizzle away and start to dissolve away as they think, oh yeah, as the child in them starts to come out and as they start to see that I'm, I mean them no harm, I'm here for their own good and I have to give them some tough love for them to get deeper into where they need to be because the society, unfortunately, is full of feeders, right? It's full of people that tell you how great and freaking amazing you are and, and, and we, we build friend, friendship groups which, which affirm our insecurities to the point where nobody around us tells us that we need to fix up, we need to change this, we need to, you know, level up, we need to try harder, we need to cut the bullshit. So I'm that people come to me and I give them that wake up call. And a lot of the time, initially, I, I come across as strict and radical. But the reality is, if you're not strict and radical and, and honest, 100%. you can't change. 100%. I'm not. So throughout my years, I, you know, my client base is very small now. I work with people who, who are humble enough to accept the truth, um, their truth. And, and, and when they speak to me, they see that I am real, that I do understand, that I'm not just an academic, that I am just another human being like them who's been through a journey. 100%. Um, and this is where once the, the guards are down, the ego is down, and, and the, the, the stress response is, you know, the autonomic nervous system relaxes, their breath calms, and you know, and I'm observing their body language, I'm observing their breath, I'm observing the, the, the way they're moving, they're fidgeting, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking into consideration everything. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's deeper than just a questionnaire. 
right? I see people taking questionnaires, they're just writing on paper. They don't even look at the patient, you know? They're not even asking the right questions. You know, you go to the GP and it's just like, all right, what's going on? Okay, yeah. And it's like, whoa, if you just took time to connect and listen, maybe we can get somewhere. Yes. And that's what I do. You know, before I am a practitioner, before I am a therapist or a coach, I am human. And I'm going to be honest with you. And I, I owe it to all of my clients and my patients to give them the truth. Absolutely. You know, I have people, you know, I coach them and say, look, you know, great example. Someone came to me once, they were referred by, by, by another patient. And um, he said, look, I'm an ex-athlete. Um, I grew up playing for GB. Um, I'm training every day. I eat gluten-free. I have a, my diet is on point. Um, on paper, everything is like pristine. Why am why are my bowels not working? Why 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 is everything? Why am I still stressed? And it doesn't take long for me to say, hey, listen, the biggest problem in your life right now. You told me the first minute that we spoke, and you're not actually internalizing and rationalizing how important that it is in your in your in your issues, in, in, in your problem. Your job is stressing you out, right? The, the stress stimulation is coming from your job or your partner or you know this trauma. Unless you go there and remove it, there is no way that any intervention can counteract the stress, mm. that stimu the stimulus. So I said, until you quit your job or change how you feel about your job, mean you can't work together because Unless, you know, I can give you the best diet, the best probiotic, the best broth, the best this, best that, it ain't going to work. Because I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of fought by this other polar energy, yeah. which is constantly draining your, your, your adrenal glands and, 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 and your hypothalamus. And whatever I do, I'm always going to be fighting. So until we remove the stress, which is your job, so you either all of a sudden start loving your job or you quit your job, which one's easier? You tell me, but I can't work with you. Yeah. So it really is. So many people are not willing to sacrifice. I've gotten far in my life. Alhamdulillah, all praise to the most high because I've been willing to drop things and sacrifice and move on. Exactly like me, yeah. When things don't serve me. Yeah. You know, there's no attachment there. I'm exactly like you. I've, I've always looked at life in the same way. If there's a stress there, I remove that stress. It's, it's really simple. You neutralize the stress. Whether it's people, whether it's a job, whether it's, I'll be honest with you, even now, I've got to a point now with clients similar yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, clients will come to the door and my client base is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But now the clients that I'm getting are clients that I want, I want to work with. Yeah. Our clients are keeping my stress levels low because at the end of the day, I have to look after myself. Because yeah. like you said, if I'm not healthy, if I haven't got that groundwork done, I can't be good for them. 100%. So, but, but I'll be honest with you, a lot of coaches, a lot of people would have said, well, I'll take on the work because I just want the money. I need the money. Yeah, Whereas yeah. money for me is, 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 of course, money is important, but it's not my drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I totally get it. Unfortunately, the world, the pe people are not willing to quit their jobs. Yeah. They're scared. Yeah. What, what am I going to do? I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. What's my wife going to say? Yeah. What's my what's my my friend peers? My all my friends are in that environment. What they're going to say about me, you know? Yeah. And and that that is that 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 wave of strength against them is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Even though they know it's incorrect, I'll give you an example. I've got a client of mine who, again, very similar to what you just said there. Yeah. Pretty much everything is spot on. They've got one job, and that job is basically killing them and that's night shift work yeah 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 for sure and i have said to that person thousands of times this is happening because of this yeah i don't care how much we do here yeah. well, un until that's there yeah that hey, we can't do anything yeah but what do they say i've got bills to pay i've got this to do i've got this to do i've got plan in motion but how long is that plan going to take yeah. you know yeah. how, how long is your testosterone level going to be a be low how long you know all of these are things that are affecting you in the long term um but the problem and i keep going back to that is that yes we, me and you might find this small niche of people who are willing to listen to us but 
the, the majority of the people are not. And I think my lifetime goal is, how on earth am I going to get to these people? Because I want to impact as many people as I can whilst I'm in this life. And it's, it's finding ways and speaking to people like you is why I started the podcast. I'll be honest with you, the, the podcast is a very much a, a selfish thing yeah, 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 for me because I'm speaking to experts yeah. in different fields so that I can get more knowledge for yeah. free of charge. Yeah, yeah, nice. But yeah. not only that, yeah. I'm giving that knowledge to the world yeah. for free of charge. Yeah. But you've, uh, in our case there was an initial investment made because when, when you, you know, when we first connected and, and took you on as a patient, yes, there was that initial energy exchange. You were willing to pay for my time. hundred percent. And I still am. Yeah. You know, I believe and, in what you do. And it was through that interaction that we found, all right, it, our, our engagement or this human interaction between us is, has to be much deeper than just, you know, you coming to me for treatment or us having a conversation, it needs to be shared because we're not in for just making Helder better and better and optimizing Helder. It's all right, Helder's a guinea pig, Boozy's is a guinea pig, and Boozy's is vulnerable enough to be honest with people and say, hey, these are my flaws, these are my issues, but this is why I'm moving rapidly into optimization. And likewise, yes. Because I'm humble enough to recognize where I'm going wrong and, and I'm very, very quick to fix that. Yeah. And, and, and seek not advice and guidance from people who have more wisdom and more experience. Mm. But at the same time, it all goes back to the self. There is always a decision-making process within me. I have to make a conscious choice. Do I want to do this? Am I willing to change? Am I willing to sacrifice? Am I willing to give up whatever I know I should to achieve what I want? Most people, they never get to where they want to be so they have to fill in the holes with stuff to, to try and convince themselves that they are happy and they are successful. But the truth is they're not. No. When they go to sleep, their circadians are off. When, when, they're, when they're in social circles, they feel extremely anxious. Um, they, they, there's a lot of social anxiety. Um, they don't feel, feel fulfilled in their relationships. And, and we see it today. So many people are not able to pass on their genes and they're not able to, to procreate. Mm. And, and, and the whole, you know, the whole concept of passing me on and me living on through spirit, but also through flesh, you know, and, and, and passing on my genetic material and also my um, epigenetic material to, my, to the next generation. People can't do that. They can't have babies anymore. No. You know, because- it's More and more common. Yeah, what, you know, fertility is, is, is declining, not only because people don't want to have babies and, and the intention is wrong, mm. but people are too busy, but also people do not have the, 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 the physiological um, life force to be able to pass on part of them to another person because there is so much uncertainty in their, in their biome that when the, the sperm and the egg, if they were to fertilize, there's just a, a rejection at that micro level because he's like, well, I'm, this information, there's no way I can pass that on. This, this almost like evolution in, you know, in, 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 and I don't believe in evolution of man, right? I believe in creationism, right? I don't believe we came from monkeys, but there is evolution within creationism. Things evolve, things adapt. You know, we become stronger or weaker as, as species. You know, the human species is getting weaker by the day, mm. again, because of the biome of the environment. Yeah. And, 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 and on a cellular level, the biome of the cell goes, no way am I going to be able to create new life out of this. No, thank you. Yeah. You know? So there's, there's so many men and women who are looking for, you know, for way they want to have children. They want to, they want, they want to start families, you know, because that's what, again, why are we here? Is it just to get a job or do we want to have babies and make, make, make progeny? Do we want to live on? you know, in spirit and in flesh. And so many people who, who are in that, in, fall in the bracket of, yes, we do want to have children. Yes, we do want to procreate. Yes, we do want to have a start a family. So many of them are struggling massively, you know, because there's a huge turmoil in, in the self. There's a huge turmoil in the relationship. Um, and, 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 and that isn't, you know, the, the human organism is so intelligent. The reproductive pathway is so intelligent. 
because it's you know biological it's neuroendocrinological it's it's hormonal you know it's neural there's all these exchanges of energy happening on a cellular level which are so fascinating to us that we don't even know they're happening mm. Auto autonomically like without our conscious thought things are just happening cells are reproducing rna is transferring you know bacteria and fungi yeast are communicating and there's this huge kind of universe of energy exchange happening on a cellular level which we're so not tapped into because we're so busy trying to pay the bills right when you do come to the point where you're like all right yeah now i want to harness this energy and this life force because i now want to create a new being the body goes no way you know and this is where it's a matter of unless you respect yourself and love yourself enough to communicate with the inner self with the cells and the physiology and your emotional state you know the reward is it doesn't come you're not able to thrive and if you can't thrive within from an evolutionary perspective the body goes i cannot pass this information on to another human being because this is dysfunctional and this is this is this is detrimental to the human race absolutely don't forget we all are one bloody set of species you're from portugal i'm from algeria yeah. you know we live in england but we're all human absolutely you know we 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 all human so we need to optimize ourselves whilst we're here yeah and and the and the and this is where the environment is so important and the environment unfortunately that we live in today is is becoming so toxic from yeah. so many perspectives that the the inner environment is struggling to process all of this energy you know but i think what we have to do knowing that there's a lot of things we can't control in terms of the environment right yeah, those things yeah it is what it is right we're living in this environment we have to live with it but there's a lot we can do yeah to try yeah. and optimize 100% the environment very much that you can control yeah, yeah. and and ultimately no. that's where you know for me faith is knowing that there's so many things i can't control and they're in god's hands mm. but faith you know also tells me that there's so much that i am in control of mm. and and it's not we have to understand also the environment regardless of where you are is not the end goal how you process the environment yes is 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 what creates this 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 uh, state of being within yeah well so I, I can be surrounded by stress sorry i can be surrounded by stress yes. but if i process that stress differently and my body understands that in gratitude Mm. I don't turn on the cortisol then oh. that path that environment no is 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 doesn't matter no the thing is um, and I, you know what I, I, I know that you're you know that I'm a sci I love science yeah me but too I, but I understand the spiritual side for sure and the more I, the more I interact with someone like yourself the more I understand that a lot, a lot more too mm. and now I'm starting to to understand how to kind of bring the two together a little bit yeah so it makes a bit more sense um but everything that you just said there and you may not even have read this book but i read a book not that long ago which to me right now i'd say my top number one book which is how emotions are made by a, a, a neuroscientist scientist called lisa friedman sure. and it's basically what you just said yeah. uh, what she says in the book is that every thing that we experience on a day-to-day day to day is based on our past experiences okay so everything that we perceive as being stress is because we've lived that or seen that or uh, been taught that by mom dad teachers friends yeah. tv programs movies and we see for example a snake and I'll like you'll be scared of that snake and stress levels goes up right Whereas if you'd never seen a snake in your life and a snake was in front of you, you wouldn't have a stress response to that because to you, it's just a snake. Yeah. You wouldn't even know what it was. So you wouldn't be scared of that, right? But that's, I guess that's an extreme way of looking at things. But what I'm saying is exactly what you just said there is the environment might be a stressful environment, but how you choose to react to that is under your, in, your own, in your own brain. You can control that. And it's about us knowing, okay, right, this is what, how... I've been taught. However, looking at this right now as an adult, is that what it actually is? Or can yeah. I change my thought process around that? And yes, I can change my thought process. I'm in control. Yeah. 
and, and that kind of like ties in a little bit the science to the spiritual, which is the way you've just said it, right? It's exactly the same. It is. I, I, I don't I don't believe that science and spirit are are Separate. different entities. You know? Yeah. You know, everything which exists in the created universe um, has a purpose, yeah. and everything is connected. And you know, for me, health and and and, and healing really has a lot to do with unlearning. Right? 100%. Yeah. So, like you said, in our formative years, from zero to seven, the subconscious mind forms. Um, our engagement and interaction in the womb, um, through delivery, and then within those those formative years, really dictate our perception of the of of, of the of the same world, right? Yes. Now, if as parents uh, we do a great job at you know um, educating and instilling a philosophy within our children, which is more based on imagination and play and creativity and engagement with, with, with abundance and beauty. Which right? is very rare nowadays. It's rare now, you know. Then you might have a chance of having a human being who's more open, more immune, optimized, and, 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 and less, you know, more adapted to, to not being stressed and being an emotional wreck. 100%. But when you get people who are institutionalized at young age, forced to go and, and be part in an environment, taught a certain type of dogma, um, come from abusive parents, abusive homes, you know, um, you know, socioeconomically deprived communities. Then you've got like a, a, a 18, 20, 25, 30, you know, a, 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 a crime waiting to happen mm. you know, or a divorce waiting to happen. So, or, or uh, depression or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just full blown, you know, you know, pe people who, who, who kind of are going to extreme, it's just full blown. No one's listening to them. Yeah. That's why they go and, and, you know, the attention is, okay, now you want, I need attention. I need love. And this yeah. is where it goes, let's simplify it. It's real simple. And, and we'll, I'll, I'll end maybe with, with a poem that I wrote yesterday that I was inspired to write yesterday when I was in the, um, in the car waiting for my, for my wife to, 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 to buy some, some cheese, right? By the way, this is the artistic side of Muhammad. He's, yeah. no, he's, he's I think brilliant at, at speaking words and putting simple facts yeah. to a fantastic poem, which I love, you know, videos and his posts. I think with poetry, you know, and again, it's not something that you can force or-, or You're speaking I'm, the I'm, truth, Mohammed. that's the difference. I don't call myself a poet, you know. But You're speaking when, the truth. When you create a state of being in your body, which is kind of in harmony and in balance, and this always fluctuates, right? Yeah. It's not every day, no. but on, a, on, on, a, on an incredible day when my energy is high and, and I feel in balance and whole and fulfilled, then my, my, my brain and my spirit has no choice but to create art, right? So one way I express that art is by just put ideas into words, you know, and sometimes they rhyme, sometimes they flow, sometimes they don't. Yes. Sometimes I share them, sometimes I don't. But what that is, is within that moment, I feel so whole and, and my body has no choice but to express creativity. And, and this is where what we're lacking. You know, it's people just need to get to a point where they're, they're in balance. Now the body wants to play. Now the body wants to, to, to go for a walk. Now the body wants to exercise. Now the body wants to cook. Right? Now you want to host a party. Now you want to tell the world how much. But people force everything. They schedule everything. They try and create an environment where they have to, there's no authenticity or originality or sporadic, sporadic kind of just off the cuff, let's go. Everybody's living in tight schedules. And, and I, I really, I'm not great with schedules and I believe schedules are good and important, but I think part of being nomadic in, in my approach and being kind of so up and down with, with my own self and my faith and my state of being is I embrace the bad because um, it's never bad. It's always good. Pain is good. Absolutely. Pain is beautiful. Pain is, is a signal that says, hey, something's not right. You've got to correct it. Absolutely. It's not something you suppress. It's something you embrace. And, you know, some of the most amazing people in the world, they, they take pain and they create beautiful art out of it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, without getting carried away, the, the, I would say two very important energies that we all need to consider and, and, and metaphorically we can find scientific and physiological um, kind of understandings to them. It is the energy of fear 
and is the energy of love, all right? When we can understand what love truly is and we can embrace it, and when we can understand what fear really is and we can embrace it and understand how it affects us and how we've been conditioned to process it and nurture it within ourselves um, and our hearts and our minds, everything will start to make sense because when we gravitate more towards loving living instead of fearful living that's where we can start to nurture health because with fear comes you know gut dysfunction insomnia anxiety depression which can be explained physiologically through neurochemical and and, and, and kind of neurological and physiological pathways and the same for love we can look at dopamine we can look at serotonin we can look, look at you know blood flow and, and and we can look at kind of vasculature and all these physiological manifestations of love physical physiological manifestations of fear um, and I just want to my, my purpose is to perpetuate a state of love in my life and be able to initiate that through self and loving myself means discipline eating right sleeping right being right around people saying no going out into nature yeah. and harnessing harnessing energies in my environment which perpetuate love and allow me to feel it and to give it back 100% and, and disconnect from the fear you know, turn off the TV, turn off the socials, turn off the, you know, cut off the toxic relationships, cut off the job, you know, and, and, and be able to disconnect from these things which suck life force. So I have more life force to reciprocate love, you know, so yeah. it's more complex, you know, and we need to be more human and, 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 and develop communities and societies where we engage people again. Absolutely. We, we, we spend time with family and loved ones and children. We go out and, and, and and I think that is a is there's so much wisdom and medicine in that uh, because all the research, all the supplements, all the probiotics, all the diet plans on paper um, don't kind of translate into real life human health. And you know, so I know we've just gone over an hour and we won't go. Let's do that poem. So let, let's let's read this poem. I haven't memorized it yet, but I, I um, hopefully this can sum up everything that I've spoken about. Sure. Um, so, so ra I'm radical. I'm heart smart. I go in obsessively in love and I nurture intelligent blood. That's the foundation of my intellect. It's not mind over matter. It's heart over mindset. Heartless, there's no mind rest. I spit bars that hurt people, but I mean well. So I stopped saying jokes and I nurtured spiritual cloak so I can disappear into love regular. Nature is my friend and it builds my intelligent blood. It's rich in nitric oxide and I can jam with the clock side kill schedule. Breakfast with Palestinian medjool. And I'm grateful for my heart because fragility spawned flowers when it broke. And I retrain blood every lunar with hijama. I always align with nature. See, she's my friend. I'm on a barefoot thing. Your Gucci stink. I bleed, refeed, Repeat, heal trauma deep, but it's cool because the pain made me free and the addiction pain blood with afflictions. But I quit hating on me because I, I recognize the love of through sheep. My spirit is on fire, how magical, but why so radical? So yeah. Love it, love it. Yeah, incredible, incredible. No, what, we, we've got to end on that. There's no point talking about anything else because that was a beautiful ending. Uh, but before we do end, if some if anyone wants to follow Bozis and everything that you do, what's yeah. the best uh, place to find you? Um, my website is www.bozis.co.co. Um, when you go there, you get all the plugins from the YouTube, all the plugins for the Instagram, um, you know, and like just a bit of a... Of a, of a breakdown of my services and, and, and my products etc but you know i'm very open and receptive to people reaching out um, just like we met when you reached out Absolutely. you know i'm very grateful for that so just keep it human you know go on my website drop me a message and let's see where we end up oh, i usually i usually recommend for those of you who have not come across mohammed yet and this is the first time you've come across him to follow him on all, on all of his um social medias but check out his website he's also got some amazing products on there that i buy them myself uh, the candles are absolutely out of this world no joke he's got some amazing broth on there uh, uh salt bath minerals and it's all to help you with your own health and well-being uh, everything that muhammad 
creates is good quality. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because we're here on the podcast. I mean that. Um, every product, we, we've interacted a few times and we've talked about some of the products that Mohammed consumes that he doesn't sell himself. Uh, but I know, and I've gone and got them myself because it's good quality, because anything that he does share is with a good heart and with a good intention. So I'd recommend you definitely follow Mohammed and um, look into his deep work. And if you like poems and um, spiritual, but spiritual in a, in a really nice way. Um, I like the way you, the way you talk about uh, the spiritual side of things. I don't, I, I've never come across anybody that does it the way you do. And typically, I'll be honest with you, when I've come across people that religion is such a talk and spiritual, I, I turn off. Whereas with you, that, that has never been the case because you, you talk about it in such a, a different way that connects with me for sure anyway. Um, and I appreciate that a lot. So I think people would love that. Yeah, I'm just a student, you know, and, and, and the spiritual path is a path that I'm, I'm, I'm on myself and I'm learning. And yeah. it's, not my, it's not my path. Of it's, course. it's my system, you know, it's a system bigger than me and I'm just trying to plug into that. So but I think yeah. the way you explain him, uh, Mohammed, is, 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 is in simple terms and it's very easy to understand. Yeah. And you can take a lot away from, from, what you, from what you say, a lot, regardless of what background you come from. Yeah. There's a lot you can take away from that to be a good human. It's that simple. Yeah, I appreciate man. it. Thank you so much for that, man. It's the truth, mate. And thank you so much for taking your time yeah, jump on the podcast. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a load more podcasts that we'll do together on different scenarios and different topics. Because like, like you said, you know, you have different things that you enjoy doing and um, you're very... Uh, uh, how do I say it? Very broad. Yeah. When you look at things, so I think we'll definitely do podcasts on different things. This one was had to happen based on this week's energy that was coming from your social yeah. media, and I couldn't yeah. skip on that. So yeah, thank you. Cool. It was good to have released. So yeah, thanks for the opportunity again, bro. Oh, you're more than welcome, mate. More than welcome. And your and that chocolate, by the way, right? Yeah, Madagascar. Yeah, the, the, the you got people need to check out the chocolate that held the stocks. It's incredible. Um, we call it medicine right it's medicine and i had some for breakfast so <laughs> i have it every day for breakfast yeah amazing i'm really grateful for that so thank you so much bro um